on this exciting episode of The Reluctant Vegan Son, you get to, what the fuck is the point of this show? I explain how I'm coming to that, what I'm trying to share with you. And also, vaccine lines are stupid. Enjoy. Reluctant Vegan What's going on? This is Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Son, back for a 51st episode of the Reluctant Vegan Son podcast. And then next week might be the first ever episode. I can't just keep saying I'm going to change the podcast. I am the Reluctant Vegan Son. I guess I will always be that, even if I'm not reluctantly vegan. I keep starting these episodes the same way. Maybe I can try with the new intro. It's Adam, the Reluctant Vegan Son. Would I still be the reluctant vegan son? It's a great question. I think I would be. I think it's a part of me. My Instagram says that. So, you know, would I put that on a dating app? The reluctant vegan son? Maybe if I hit it big. Who knows? Anyways, you could try the intro if it be. Um, uh, this is Adam, and I'm here on there. The There is nothing wrong with that podcast. Does it have to be a, a the I don't think that's weird, though. Let's see how this sounds. Hi, I'm Adam, and you're listening to Not But Nothing Is Wrong With That. Yeah. That sounds pretty good, I'd say. The, th- the reason why it would be called Nothing Is Wrong With That, I'm coming up with ideas, and my ideas stem from love actually, or what I actually say. Anything that actually happens. I just keep thinking of ideas, and the ones from love actually are yes or being the answer, and, uh... I forgot what the other one was going to be. God damn it. Oh, well. Uh, yes is being the answer is the line when she goes back with him. But I would say that the reason why it, it would be called yes is being the answer is because I'm trying to move forward in my life and challenge myself. And the way to do that is to keep saying yes, to keep doing things, to keep going out there. And that is why yes is the answer, at least in furthering stuff. I do say no a lot, too. That's why I'm saying there's nothing wrong with that could be the name of the podcast, because everything I say, instant after I say it, I'm like, wait, but there's another side of this that also is kind of valid. I mean, you end up picking two of the val- one of the valid sides. Something, I, I think it might be a way of covering my tracks I have in my head I don't want to offend people. I remember I was talking a couple weeks ago about people who are working at McDonald's or Burger King and saying how I wouldn't want to work there. There's also nothing wrong with working at McDonald's or Burger King. And they are doing more than I'm doing now. Except I'm recording this podcast, so they might not have podcasts. I mean, I guess in a week I'm going to be in Columbia. But if you're working at one of those places, it's not like it's tying you down. I would assume, having, again, nothing wrong with working there. I just, I say things, and then I realize the opposite is also, like, not wrong. I guess the answer could be there's nothing wrong. That's a possibility. And I guess as I come up with this new name, I have to think of the point of this podcast. What is the point of this podcast? Why do you, why should you listen to me? Why do you listen to me? Is it because of my dulcet voice and you think I'm just the smartest person? My humbleness? Maybe uh, you just 
put it on one time and you think it's comforting having me. Maybe you just found it. I don't really listen to many podcasts. Maybe you think it's a good way to pass the time. I don't, I'm not sure why, but I want people to have a reason why they listen. And I, there's a reason I'm doing this is because I want to just share my ideas of thinking about myself through current events or the news or things that happen in my life. Like, I just want to keep challenging myself to think of different ways and my own perspective. And that's what I wrote down on this document, Point of Podcast, literally right here. Point is to challenge my own perspective and learn new things about myself and the world that can help guide me to doing what I want and living my best life. That's good. Write that down. Write that down. <laughs> I mean, only took me like three hours to come up with that. No, I'm joking. I had, a, I had a long conversation with Catherine. That's our roommate who's, again, popping off right now uh, at, like, 1.30 a.m. You have good conversations, I find, at, like, midnight. I know the the thing that I was saying is nothing gets happens after 2 a.m., but that time between midnight and 2 or when you come back and you're just hanging out and you're talking, it's really good. You learn a lot of things and you get a lot of shit out. I find it important. I'm working really hard to try not being more present not being on my computer but if the point the point is to challenge myself and talk about my thought process and show that there are ways to chal- to to think about it and further yourself i want people to see that this is what happened in my life and this is the way i see it but i want to talk about my thought process on the way i process that information itself what it means to me and how i'm formulating opinions about it because I think opinions are very important. Uh, every, you have an opinion on everything. I know some people say they're not opinion. Maybe that, That's just not having strong opinions. I don't have very strong opinions on lots of things. If you ask me where I want to eat dinner, I will not be able to get back to you because I will literally eat fucking anything. I mean, there was a time before we were vegan when we were eating chicken feet and beef intestines. And when, when I was in... I know you come to this podcast to hear about me talk about chicken feet. We talked a lot about that back in the earlier days of this podcast. But and chicken feet are tasty. Okay. I want to figure out how to make vegan chicken feet, actually. If someone knows how to do that, I'll be saying, before you say it's really weird chicken feet, just try it. There's no harm, unless you're vegan. But then if you're vegan, you can try it, too. I mean, vegan is... A vegan is what you make it. You don't have to be perfectly vegan 100% of the time. You can be vegan once a week. It's January. Veganuary. This is the first episode in January. A lot of people do vegan for one month. That is fantastic. Vegan for one day. If you could be vegan one day a week, that is amazing. You're doing an incredible job. It doesn't have to be more than that. It's about the mindset you perpetrate. You perpetrate with it. Yeah, I think I think that. That's the word. If you assign good things to being vegan or you just do what you want to do, you don't have to be vegan if you don't want to. And you don't have to be vegan for reasons as simple as I like meat. You're not going to be able to stay vegan or you're not going to be happy if you're forced to do it. Now, I understand I was forced to do it. So, <laughs> not that there, I guess there's not anything wrong. See, keep coming back to that. that could be the answer. Roll credits like a thousand times an episode. Okay, not enough for a thousand times, but and you, you get the fucking point. <laughs> but 
There's nothing wrong with that. I said it again, didn't I? I did say it again. Uh, yeah, if you're forced to do it, and I was forced to do it because I was at home and I was with my family who's entirely vegan. So the only way I was going to eat at my house, and this is during quarantine when nothing was open, was if I was vegan. And we make good food. Like, vegan food is tasty. You can try it. You might like it. And as you are vegan, you do also see all the benefits that it has, whether it's on your body and on the environment. But you can challenge your perspective on well, as well. It's hard to become vegan if you're not challenging your viewpoint on eating meat or the farming business. And if you're not getting used to that mindset, then it's a difficult way to change things in your life. So back to having opinions on everything. I mean, I I don't state my opinions always because I don't want to die on some hills. Like, I mean, if you put something that is not fact, even if you put stuff that is fact nowadays, people are debating points of it. And there are lots of parts of the world. I mean, I, I talk about religion a little bit on this show because... I mean, it's out there, it's easy, and there are lots of opinions on it. It's people interpreting a document, and that's their own opinions. Now, they study a lot more, so maybe people's opinions can be more valid. These are still opinions. They're conclusions drawn from their own, from their own knowledge. And so when you learn to have an opinion, and even if you don't state them, like, yes, I might not care what Russia we go to, but I have my favorite restaurants. I would choose to go there. I would choose to go here. Like, I am more than happy choosing to go to a non-vegan restaurant that has non-vegan options if I have something for myself. But if I had the opportunity to, fuck yeah, take me to Champ's Diner. It's in Brooklyn. It's on Mescarol Street. Another place that if you wanted to sponsor me, that would be phenomenal. Maybe that would be the title of this show. Play, you should sponsor me vegan places. That would be nice. <laughs> it might be a little too on the note. Would you listen to that? Vegan places should give me free food. Yeah, that's more like it. I guess I gotta be famous, because famous people get free shit. Watching Love Actually, I love how candid uh, the singer is. I forgot what his name is. The guy who sings, I feel it in my fingers. Do, 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 do. I feel it in my toes. And then fucks up Christmas is like literally the opening saying Christmas is all around them. But yeah, thank you, Adam, for sharing. Uh, see those dulcet tones right there. I keep hitting my head in this loft bed. It's not great. But it's also a privilege that I'm able to challenge myself. But yeah, he says, don't do drugs. He's just very candid the entire time. And I love him. He's not the best uh, person. But he's just very candid in it. And he tells kids, don't buy drugs. Become a rock star and you get drugs for free. Which I think is a very valid point. Uh, it's just very difficult to get to the rock star part of it. We watched that movie again. It's a Christmas movie. It's, it's Catherine's favorite Christmas movie. Lily's coming around to it. I loved it. So... Yeah, but we've been watching it. So, I'm talking about my thought process on this show and what gets me to it and how I process the events. So, something, so what I wanted to talk about 
you can process the events after or during. It's really hard to do during. So I would say that during, you, I, I try to live intentionally and live in the present and pushing when it's challenging. Again, taken right off my Google Doc. Uh, my Google Doc is a wise, gotta say. But, gotta stop promoting myself. I would be annoyed if I was listening to this. Maybe not. Let me know if you think it's too much. If you want to. You don't have to. But please write a review and subscribe. That would be nice. But living intentionally and living in the present. You know, if you're living intentionally, you can intentionally write a review for this. Okay, I'll stop. Uh, but living, at, you want to live the moment with as much, as few limitations as possible so you can react um, uh, to different events that may occur or you can pursue and you can do things to the best of your ability. I mean, I know the word react when I think about it. You don't want to react to situations. You want to, is it proact? Uh, but I think that it's very difficult to have not an open mind and still be able to react thoughtfully to things that may occur. And it's hard to live intentionally and live in the present. There are so many devices designed to suck you out of your day. By that I mean your computers and your phones and alcohol and weed and all the shit that I love to do. Not a saying here. But they're designed to pull you out of the present and to just engross you. And it's really difficult now because our attention span, my attention span, is really short. I will watch three different things. I will, I will be playing a video game while watching Netflix, while being on my phone. And it takes that sometimes to keep me engaged. And when I wasn't feeling good, that is what I was doing. And I'd be focusing on none of it. I was doing absolutely nothing. I was having those stimuli and something about them satisfied me. But I wasn't, but it doesn't make you truly happy to have your stimuli satisfied. I mean, you look nowadays at groups of people hanging out together. How many of them are just on their phone? You look on the train, and I'm, a, I'm very bad at this too. And everybody is on their phone or listening to music. Now, I'm not saying be besties with your neighbor on the train, see? But if you're there present, you're seeing the air, you're not having as much stimuli, I feel like it makes me tired, and it makes me... Uh, more distracted and not able to see things as clearly. When I have something important to do, I make a concerted effort to stay off electronics or and do th more reading and stuff until I that important thing is out of the way. I And it could be as important or as non-important. I remember I had my first day at my job that lasted one day. And that day, I read... I wrote my note, I wrote in my journal, I drew, I read a lot, I think. Uh, I took a bath beforehand, and I was ready to go, being, yes, I was on my computer at some point, but, I mean, those stats come back, and they're staggering. It, if you look at it, I spent, like, nine hours a day on my computer. It's crazy. 
if if you look at the data of how much time you use, it is truly incredible. Yesterday, for instance, I was on my screen for nine hours and fifty minutes. I spent which doesn't make any sense because okay. No, that doesn't make any sense. That said nine hours I don't understand what I was even Oh, I was on Google Chrome. I don't even know what the fuck I was doing yesterday on my computer. I didn't even feel like I was on my computer for that long. We had people over. I was doing things. And I just have no idea. It's interesting, though. Does it combine? So, like, I will... Let's say I'm playing my game. I will also have open, you know, a Chrome tab or an Internet tab to help me with the game. So, does it go in? But there's all this time spent, and it's really, to me, when, when I think about my brain, there are times when I just want to get off. And the cr- hardest thing about that is that I've been so attached to electronics for so long that I have a hard time coming up with things to do that are not on electronics and something. Because now work is on computers, you know? And games are on computers, and it's like, if I want to do work for this podcast and learning languages, I'm doing a lot of Duolingo. That's computer. Duolingo annoys the shit out of me. I mean, I also use it because it is fairly helpful, but it just, the sounds and everything, it makes me annoyed, and I get frustrated when I get the shit wrong, which sucks because I'm going to be going to Colombia in two weeks where they speak Spanish, and I don't know Spanish. So that's why I'm doing my Duolingo Spanish. But yeah. It's also really hard to live in the present now. Even if you have, you know, not, you don't have electronics and stuff. And you go out. I was getting a COVID test. And I had to get a COVID test. This COVID test came out negative. It took four fucking hours waiting online for that COVID test. Four hours. And that's time I'm not going to have back. I mean, people, I, I can understand why people don't want to get COVID tests. Omicron is spreading because of, unless you have a reason to get COVID tests, you're not going to go get COVID tested. I went because I didn't feel too, I thought I couldn't smell something one day. And so I got COVID tested the next day. And I guess this is before my symptoms came in because I did end up having COVID like th- three days later. The day after I went to work. But I had a negative COVID test at the time. You do the best with your information. We had a friend over yesterday. And we went to their house the day before. And their brother who ate dinner with us has COVID. Okay? But he's healthy. He's going... He went to school yesterday. He doesn't have any idea. There's not consistent testing. So people know. If you're healthy... And you don't have a reason to be tested. Why are you getting... People aren't getting tested. And even though people aren't getting tested, there's still four-hour lines to get COVID tested. In the winter, it's fucking freezing out. I was freezing my ass out. And it's hard to live intentionally or live in the, in the present at that point because I was trying... What do you do? Do you talk to your neighbor? How do you talk to your neighbor about these COVID tests? Are you like, hey... Think you got COVID? Huh. What were you doing last night thinking you got COVID? Oh. Like what? You gonna make small talk? Hey, where you from? Where, what do you do for work? 
Oh, you're getting COVID tested. Where are, you, are you traveling somewhere? Is that why you're getting COVID tested? Are we going to guess the reason why the person behind you is getting COVID tested? We also have people who think they might have COVID. Because you're not getting COVID tested unless you have to. Uh, because you're traveling somewhere or you're seeing someone who might be... Who might be um, uh, not immunocompromised. Or you're sick. Or you think you might be have COVID. You might be sick. And if that's the case, you shouldn't be standing next to people out of line of the freezing cold. You're going to get sick. I felt worse. I felt not good after standing in line in the cold for four hours. Go figure. It's fucking freezing. So also, my other question is how long do you have to wait? And, and I was there. And I was around the corner from my house. I spent most of the time looking at cars and the Willy Bee. Because that was all there was. There was nothing interesting. Plus, my phone was dead. So, I couldn't listen to music. I couldn't just scroll. My phone sucks. I need to get a new phone. I have an iPhone 7. It's an old phone. But I'm, I'm, I just, you can take that experience and think about how can we do this better? Now, I'm not necessarily in a position, but all I thought about was this seems wrong. It seems very wrong that people are waiting for this long in this line where people have to go to work, people have to, you know, they might have kids, they might have, they might have plans. It takes up half your entire day. And that's to get a PCR test. Stupid. But, it, and, and it has a lot of patience. You need a lot of patience to do that. And I think it discourages people from going out and getting tested. And now you have people who maybe think they might be sick. Let's say you don't have severe symptoms, but you have minor symptoms. And you may have COVID, you may not have COVID. If there were shorter lines, at-home tests, a way for you to do it, you would get tested most likely. I would. I, I, I mean, all it took for me to get tested was I thought I couldn't smell something. And so, just just doesn't make any sense. And it requires a lot of patience. And I was thinking while I was there whether I could leave and come back tomorrow. Because uh, that was a Sunday. The weekends definitely have longer lines, I'm assuming. But, I mean, you never know. It could be just as long as the next day. At what point, I, I was thinking to myself, at what point would you choose to stay? At what point are you fully committed? I, I think that it takes about 30 minutes, in my opinion, for me to be stubborn and committed and say... I am going to wait to get this COVID test no matter how long it takes. Really, it's the line building up behind you. If you see like 10 people behind you, I think you think I think better about myself. I definitely do. I, I kept looking behind to see how long the line was getting. So I was like, oh, at least I got here before those guys. And maybe they ended up waiting less time. They ended up... The reason why this happened is because they were very short staffed that day. I mean... I couldn't even get my rapid test by email. I don't think I even have my PCR back. I've tested positive since then, so maybe it would come back positive. Then I shouldn't have gone to work. I infected a fucking whole Chinese restaurant before Christmas. Chinese restaurants, restaurants are popping on Christmas. The only places that are open, Jewish Christmas is phenomenal. Chinese food in a movie. But how long would it take you until you're like, I am waiting this whole thing out? Because 30 minutes is an eighth of my wait. So if I've invested an eighth of my time into doing something, 
would I do it? And it's interesting because I had no distractions. I had to see it fully. I have a hard time of doing things fully through. I did. I think one of the best experiences of my life for that was when I was in Finland. We did some housework and stuff. Like they had an Airbnb that I was volunteering at. It was a farm Airbnb. And we would do housework and I was not good at it. And they kept telling me to finish the job. <laughs> finish in Finland. <laughs> but uh, they kept telling me to to finish the job fully, to keep focusing until it is done. Because it's not going to get done otherwise. Or someone else is going to have to do it. So an eighth of the time is what it takes me, I guess, to be fully committed. And maybe that's a little different. I mean, one minute to, of an eight-minute subway wait. I don't think waiting eight minutes for the subway, I guess as the time strikes down, then an eighth isn't too bad. But when I see those 20-minute subways, I don't want to wait. Yet I'm willing to wait four hours on this COVID line. I think I resigned myself to the point. I kind of gave up. And how do you live intentionally in that situation? I guess you're living intentionally by being there. Your intention is to get a COVID test. And I did get a COVID test. So in that result, I succeeded. So I, I exceeded. But living in the present and not being fucking bored I mean you are going to be bored at times living in the present you're not going to be stimulated 24-7 you're going to be there in the environment and boredness is a state people have a hard time being bored people have a hard time when there's a lull in conversation I have I have a hard time especially when talking to new people or people that I'm not really close with because I feel like if we don't keep talking then we have nothing to talk about or that I'm not interesting Granted, the other person's maybe thinking the same thing. I do not know. I mean, they're not providing anything to the conversation. And I could keep trying. I, I just don't always feel the need. So that's my little spiel on COVID tests. I don't know what the answer would be to having COVID tests. I know Biden was talking about returning, uh, sending out at-home tests. But at-home tests now sell out so fast. And I'm not sure how predictable, how reliable they are. I was looking up their 85%. And that doesn't mean that I doubt that we're positive. I think that if all four of us tested positive, it's more likely that all four of us were positive and not that we had four faulty tests. But it's, you never know. It's difficult. It's just, I don't know, something about doing it at home by myself makes me feel like I could do it wrong. That I did something wrong and so it's not conclusive. And they're hiring lots of Joe Schmoes. Like, I, I could be hired to be a COVID tester and to, tomorrow. They're applying on their jobs on Craigslist and stuff. So what makes I would feel more comfortable doing it for other people than for myself? Because for some reason I have that idea, and it's irrational, that I can't do it myself, uh, this COVID testing. But I think sending at-home tests to people would help. I mean, people... It is a privilege. Some people are able to have short lines. I mean, it depends on the neighborhood. There might be more populated areas. Right now, because uh, at-home tests aren't so widespread, they can get sold out really quickly in pharmacies. I mean, when Lily came back positive on her PCR, we went out. We got 10 COVID tests. I don't know how many there were in stock, but that's already 10 gone. That would be a good amount in stock. Like, 
even if there were 50 of them, we got 20% of the entire stock at this place. And we went just as they opened, just as they got it back in stock. So that is really just, it takes away because it, there's so many people in New York City. And us getting 20% of the stock as one family, I mean, how many units are even in my building, which is a small building? It's, I don't know. You got 12 floors. You got... I think about eight apartments on a floor, so that's 80, 96. Uh, if you got, let's say, a family, some people, most people I think are families are living with significant others. The average age is older. Let's say you got at least two. So let's say there's 400 people and then there's nine buildings in the callback. Let's say you got 3,000 people living in the co-op or something, which is still a tiny fraction of our area of New York City. We got 20% of the COVID tests when we're... I don't even know what fucking percentage we are of our co-op. It's ridiculous. Now, logistically, it's really hard to send COVID tests at home to everybody. And I appreciate that. But there's got to be something better than standing in line for four hours. And I guess the answer is if we are going to, if I am going to stand in line for four hours, how can I be productive, be present? I don't want to just stand there saying I'm cold. Is it listening to music? So bringing a book, it's hard to read standing up. I do it sometimes on the train. It's very difficult. That's just another thing to think about. It's a challenge. I mean, you're standing there. Might as well do something. Might as well have a perspective that I'm going to get this COVID test and I'm going to be negative. I mean, I'm standing there with this thing that for the possibility that it's positive. I don't know why. When I got my result, result I was a little disappointed that it was negative. I'm like, so I waited four hours to find this to find what I knew before sounds crazy that's just a bad mindset because you're testing with the possibility of being of being positive it's not it's not a it's not about that it's it's not anybody's fault it's just frustrating it feels like there's something that could be done better or if it is someone's fault I'm not I'm not gonna place blame on anybody it just feels like there's a better way to do this and I don't just want to say here and complain about it so I'm gonna put my mind to it and that's the thing you got to think about these things if you sit here and say oh well you shouldn't be waiting four hours well i'm sitting here talking about this i'm not doing anything you could talk for days hours nothing happens without action so i guess that's the next part to figure out my action protest covid uh testing nope that's not it that's a bad idea <laughs> be a nut <laughs> could go crazy with some of these things it's also hard because it feels like anything that I do isn't going to make a difference on a grand scheme. But you never know. By putting the thoughts out there, something might happen. I guess the start would be to have more available at-home COVID testing or people going around. It's just, logistically, it's a fucking nightmare. On that note, well, that was positive. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I enjoyed talking about this. I think this was a really good one. Uh like subscribe follow me follow the podcast uh follow me on instagram reluctant vegan son i will be uh trying to figure out reels to post and when i go to columbia and the dr i'm gonna be posting content from there whether it's street food just scenery me trying to learn spanish because that is going to be an absolute shit show guarantee you uh check me out maybe i'll start a tiktok my phone doesn't have space for it but it's possible all right thanks so much for listening bye i love you guys